0: Welcome to the T-HUD Podcast. I'm Moby. I'm Marty. And
1: I'm Leland.
0: Episode 4. We made it. Listener has hopefully stuck with us. uh,
1: Well, if you made it through episode 3,
0: we're very happy that you're still here. Absolutely. (laughs) I think you deserve some sort of medal of honor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a little lackluster, I think.
2: Yeah, not our best moment, but uh, hopefully... I feel like you guys will get better this time. <laughs> oh! <laughs>
1: Marty, with uh, the ego! Well, I mean, I hope you guys at least enjoyed the content of episode three. We weren't very upbeat about it. But maybe that was just because of uh, the source material.
0: Well, like the Hulk, you know, our power is in anger. So when we're enraged at each other, that's when the best <laughs> podcast
1: comes. That's right. So.
0: Uh, and anger... <laughs> Uh, anger is not a topic of this episode, but I think there are uh, going to be a couple uh, little segments of, uh, how do we say this? Intense discussion.
1: Uh, That's a good idea. I like planning
0: that. this, intense discussion. Um, I'm going to take it two-on-one, uh, just the way I like it, but... Uh, <laughs> here, so, um, But to start us off, a little bit of banter. So I've got something uh, movie-related, or actually more correctly, uh, movie to TV, which I'm excited about uh, bringing up, hmm. which is, I don't know if you know, but the uh, Karate Kid has been revived with a 10-episode episode uh tv series on youtube red have either what is youtube no what is youtube red okay i guess youtube is launching a a similar streaming service to netflix wow and one of the content they bought is that ralph macchio the original karate kid and his rival original karate kid karate kid (laughs) daniel song william zabka that blonde haired mushroom cutted guy uh, his rival, they have been trying to pitch this show, and they got it with wow. YouTube Red. Wow! So the show is going to be called Cobra Kai, which is the original name of the bad show. That's, co- that's cool. Okay. I
2: think you sold me. I like it. <laughs> I
0: know.
1: See, <laughs> okay. this is the point. I was so excited you to mean, be not tell you mean you the actual things. good guy? Oh, have oh. you seen? Have you seen? Uh, I think there's like a bunch of videos or whatever people saying that <laughs> they're, the Cobra Kai are actually the good guys or whatever. Well, they're definitely the coolest. Well, guys. how did how did Daniel win kicking him in the face? Yeah, that's against the rules. That is
0: against the rules. Some stupid crane kick. Jeez, I mean, come on here! All he did was sweep the leg. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> that's the guy's name. So as it sounds, uh, basically Johnny is going to be rebuilding the Cobra Kai gym. In the meantime, Ralph Macchio is going to be pretty. Uh, He's going to be s- waxing off a bunch of
2: new students. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, Okay, no, I don't think it's that kind of red YouTube name. Oh, there's a U in there. Yes, there's a YouTube red. Don't get the red before the... You
1: you. know, that might be bad naming on their part.
0: Yeah, you may have people going the wrong side. They might be going to
2: red too. (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: Thank you for explicitly <laughs> you naming t-
2: pornography
0: <laughs> websites to listeners. This episode
1: of
2: t just... Podcast brought to you by RedTube. Tube. <laughs> Listener, don't go there if you're under the age of 21. They would pay us a ton of money. They would be an awesome sponsor. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't pay us anything.
0: Yeah, they'd make yeah, us they're very well awesome. with weird stuff. I'm, I'm fine like... with that.
2: No. No
0: RedTube. No RedTube. No, Red fine. So, anyways, uh, Daniel is going to be depressed, Ralph Macchio, over the death of Mr. Miyagi. Of and he is going to have to somehow, I don't know if he gets his own dojo or if he's going to train some new students. He will be training new students. I just don't know how formal it is. Yeah. And they are going to fight with Cobra Kai's people. And you've got to hope in episode 10 that rematch. Daniel. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Rematch. Daniel and Johnny have to go, That's cool. go after it. so huh. That's probably going to be really bad, but I, I'll dig it. Well, you know what? The hit. Now take this with a grain of salt, but the head of YouTube Red, it's a woman. I didn't write down her name, but she's the, the running this new YouTube Red thing. And she said the energy level that those two guys had, they did their pitch in their characters in her office. Oh, yeah. And she said, she was like, sign it right away. Like wow. these guys are so committed to bringing these two characters back she said it was like watching them being you know 16 years old again Hmm. you know it really seemed like those two characters just looked a little bit so
1: you mean they're stuck in the past and can't move forward with their lives
0: oh absolutely did the pitch not
1: now it's gonna pay off
0: (laughs) did the pitch not sound like that (laughs) so so anyways that is now way way up there for my wish list on when when is that service
1: supposed to launch do you know
0: uh, you know what? I don't know, but I do know that the show, I think, is supposed to be mid or late 2018. So we're about to, yeah, it's not bother. It's
1: not I wonder, uh, it'd be interesting if they have like a list of like release, like launch things. I wonder if you yeah. could find that somewhere. Oh, look, if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes for you listening.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. So, that's what I've got in so far as pop culture slash movie news. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I like that. got some?
2: Yeah, well, that's exciting. I'm actually pretty stoked about that now. Um, the only thing I wanted to just kind of just chat about for a few minutes was a movie we watched the other night, uh, Go Go Power Rangers. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, some of us watched it. <laughs> a movie that I slept through part of, all of. Um, I saw the beginning of it. Uh, I have some opinions on the film all pretty much negative. Oh, it was so bad. I don't know if you guys had thought there was anything redeeming about it. Well, Peter Ranger know. was hot.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm str- I'm I don't astrology. honestly
1: there wasn't anything redeeming about it. Like no. I was super excited to see uh, Elizabeth Banks as Rita, and she was fine. I mean, like I don't know, they didn't really give her character much to do. And I like, it was kind of cool the direction like they made Rita and Zordon, like, ex-Power Rangers. I guess that was cool. That was a cool, like... Yeah, you know, that was interesting. I, I like that, that take. Part. It was... Yeah, it was cool. But,
0: like, I don't know. It was just... It wasn't good. No. You know what? My belly was filled with single malt scotch. It was my belated birthday. <laughs> that single malt scotch was mingling with excellent pizza. A lot of pizza. I was happy. I had my friends. It was the middle of a long weekend. And that's... Still, that movie would get, like, a... D plus from me. <laughs> it had very little redeeming qualities i really felt like it was it felt the beginning of it like riverdale and i kept making comments on that but it, it had this kind of teen angst, sort of overly serious vibe
2: yeah
0: and you know jason's in trouble the red ranger you know he's he's gone to jail and then you know blue ranger is getting the sh- shit beat out of him at yeah. school and yeah. Yellow Ranger. You don't really know what's going on with her, but she has some friction due to, I don't know, maybe your sexual orientation with her parents. Yeah, they, something they a weird that weird scene, I, but I they didn't know. actually tell you what the friction was. I thought she was like on drugs or something. Maybe they implied
2: that right? again.
0: Y- you know, I joked at one point that you know you needed Cole Sprouse to appear as Jughead and you know slit his wrist to, to finish off <laughs> the, the the film. And it, it really felt like that. I felt the action was very. Poorly choreographed There was, well. And there, was, there wasn't action. Nope. They were... Did they
1: actually fight in their suits? One scene, right? One scene they against some a bunch putties. of stupid-looking putties.
0: Yeah. Man,
1: why couldn't they just keep the putties way more humanoid? That doesn't make any sense. They turned them into, like, these fucking rock, rock monsters people. or something. It was stupid.
0: Yeah, it, it didn't make a it lot of It was bad. Sense. It
1: was super bad. And I, I, like, didn't have high expectations for it. But, I don't know. I thought it was going to be cool. I thought... I saw some of the the shots of their new suits, and they I thought they looked kind of cool, but I, they didn't do it for me. And over at the end of it, end of the day, they didn't do it for me. I don't know. It was
0: ugh. hiring Brian Cranston these days is usually a draw, but he yeah. had very yeah. little to do. There with wasn't. Him. It could have been anybody. He honestly. could not have saved that. No. You're, exactly. He, yeah. It was a very cookie cutter role for yeah. him. There was very little that he could do. And I mean, I don't know. I think he showed up, but. Sure. Gosh, the whole thing was... Well, and, like,
1: Bill Hader's Alpha was stupid. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't like Bill Hader. I think Bill Hader's... He's great. He's very talented. But I didn't like the way they depicted Alpha. No, Alpha's just, like, this little dinky robot. He's not some quippy... Like, he he, he was, like, speaking as if he was human. Not this AI that's supposed to run the head center or whatever the hell it is, right? Yeah. Ah, it was... Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, super predictable, too. Like... Which ranger died? Blue ranger died and then... Blue ranger died? They, yeah, okay, yes. so they set it up where Zordon uh, was trying to get them to morph to open up the morphing matrix or whatever they called it so he could use the power of the morphing matrix to revive himself. Right, right. So they set that up right at the beginning of the movie. Red ranger over as They lose faith in Zordon because apparently Zordon's a dick. And then um, uh, the blue ranger dies because they go try to fuck up Rita. Before they can morph, and she, of course, like he, like they, she, like t- they're at a dock or something. She like ties him to a boat and drops him in the water. He like drowns, uh, and then they all manage. To, they, you know, the Rangers l- learn the power of love, <laughs> oh. and then they morph. And then they open the Matrix, and then instead of Zordon saving himself, he saves the Blue Ranger. Like, super predictable.
0: Leland's making it sound like he's being sarcastic. Like, they discover love, and suddenly they can wear their suits and revive. That's literally what happens. Yes,
1: at the 11th hour, they're like, you're classic. We got the power now, because we understand each other. Now, this uh, is
0: a stupid question about an even stupider movie. But, Leland, in the original series, did the Power Rangers transform by manipulating their suits from within or did they just get their suit? They have morphers. They have morphers.
1: They literally have morphers. They do have, like, the coins. Like, they put in their morphers. But
0: that's. They go, they it's morphin' morph time. time. And they throw their hands together with their morphers,
1: and the morphers morph. Okay, because they how. They can do it right away. They don't, there's no, you know, because it's a TV show. It's a It's a 20 minute pilot of a TV show. So, yeah, they get the powers. They get their morphers. Zoran's like, yeah, just say it's morphin' time. And they're like, okay, boom. They morph. And then they go fuck up some putties and stuff. And like, you know what? That is a lot better. Yes, what that's saw. what I wanted. They I didn't, they- didn't want. 55 minutes of build up before they morph for five seconds
0: the ridiculousness that by having some sort of weird pure heart that takes you literally weeks in the show or several days to figure out at the very least and that somehow armors you with a physical suit and then that physical suit goes away if you lose your heart's purity for a moment
2: I think that's like real life I think uh, (laughs) having love and relationships armors us to face the world and that's something the Power Rangers clearly learned I slept through it, but I believe it <laughs> uh, Just after that statement
0: there You should know that Marty is married And he's the only one that is married Because he can make up bullshit And I'm currently
2: like that. wearing my armor <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: You know, it was it was bad It's not even worth watching
0: No, No, I think we all agree on that We're not going to agree on
2: much this episode But we agree on that We can agree on how bad it was Yeah Ugh. Sorry, I brought it up, guys. Nah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> You're a bad man. So yeah. I guess
0: that was probably it for the pop culture. Yeah, that's, well, <laughs> there's the movie musings. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we've got something. All right, let's it. rate it.
2: <laughs> I rate it half a putty of uh, five. I rate it uh, three Zs out of a nap time.
1: I don't give ratings on the podcast, I've decided.
0: You know, I think we just hit a little cultural <laughs> touchstone right here. We should just make up our own BS rating system whenever we rate a movie. That makes no sense. Yeah, and maybe. then you'll be happy.
2: That was my sure. plan. It was going to change every time. You can
0: give it. You can give it point three one Leland's out of three
2: for all we care. <laughs> okay, rate it beards. Beards. You
0: give okay. it half a beard half out a of beard. five.
1: Yeah, Ranger, Ranger got a clean-shaven out of five. Right.
0: Oh, snap, son. <laughs>
1: All right, let's get out of this okay. stupid banter. I don't want to talk about this dumb movie anymore. We're going to move right into crazy about cardboard. So we're going to talk about today, uh, Moby and, and Mart here are going pick, to pick a couple of their uh, favorite games that I've showed them from my collection, and you know, the ones that kind of stand out for them. And then I will critique them and tear them down for liking it for certain reasons, or boost them up for enjoying it for certain reasons. This sounds fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think this is going to define the tone of the rest of the
1: episode. So why do uh, start with start with Moby here.
0: Yeah, well do you
1: do you want me to do two? Or whatever, whatever, or whatever. you got. I mean, okay. if there's one or if there's one that stands out. How much out. abuse do you want in this <laughs> episode? I'm gonna be facing
0: a lot of abuse later, so I need to yeah. uh, make sure it's No,
1: you guys around. are speaking positively. I, I couldn't give you a Well,
0: mine is not a surprise. Leland knew what it was before he even saw, it, which is Flashpoint. I just love Flashpoint. It was my favorite game of his the moment I played it, and every game since uh, has always been secondarily to Flashpoint. Really? Now Flashpoint, what I like about it, there's a few things. Uh, It's cooperative based, which is a plus. I prefer cooperative games slightly over competitive games, but it's very original. Um, It's a firefighting game. You are a bunch of firefighters. You have unique talents that each firefighter has. Uh, Anywhere from, you know, there's a commander to there's a guy that, you know, hangs around the periphery driving the fire truck, which has... A huge water can that just can flood a room, and it's very useful. In fact, our most memorable game, we had a, a guy uh, play that role. I just really like it. You know, I grew up with with uh, Backdraft as one of my favorite movies. Mm, it yeah, still is. So course. the content naturally appeals to me. Yeah, yeah. And I love how, you know, the fire kind of spreads, and it feels random how it spreads, which is good.
1: Well, well yes, you do roll dice to see how it spreads so that i believe is the epitome of randomness it's
0: epitome, but you know what it's replayability it's got sure. a lot of replayability yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and you know there's a lot of uh, other maps that you can actually buy too and i boards did not on. know yeah. that yeah, yeah. yeah there's tons of replayability i mean well that's like any any of those co-ops right any any ra- any co-op that has like the random factor i mean obviously you think co-op you immediately think pandemic right that's pretty well infinitely replayable there's but I think in Pandemic, more so than Flashpoint, there's a way to game it and figure out the best ways to do it. But you're always potentially going to be thrown for a loop. So I, Flashpoint is really fun. I like Flashpoint,
0: too. Well, I, for me, I think Flashpoint has just the right balance of uh, difficulty and, yeah. and uh, teamwork. Yeah, yeah. You feel that your strategies can help you win... But that you usually don't absolutely dominate the fire, that there's still danger.
1: Oh, yeah, totally, at any point. Like, I love the explosions that that tear down the walls, and if you get too many of these black cubes on the walls, uh, you lose the game because the building collapses on everybody, like...
0: The, the mechanics cool. are just really Yeah, super good. cool. And choice. There's a lot of choice on what your you know character can do in the yeah. turn. You can break down a wall if need be. You can put out some fire. And
1: Actually, one of the coolest parts about that is that you can bank your action points. Yes. And save them for future turns, which is super cool. Well,
0: it's basically like building in an adrenaline rush by kind yeah, of saving totally. yourself and holding back. And I totally. think that's awesome. And, yeah. it, and it leads to organic... Kind of epic moments. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's. See, I'm getting you jacked up about your own game. Here we go. I like it. I'm getting you on fire. Oh, I yeah, I'm
1: I'm hot. I'm hot. Okay, I'm burning up. I'm I'm done. I've said all I can. All right, Marty, how about you? I can't follow that.
0: All right. Well, that was crazy about ego, hard, His <laughs> ego has
2: deflated, folks. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, the one I picked was a Coup uh, Resistance Edition. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the only one, only version of Coup I've played, but I like the resistance theming to it. Um, I, yeah. re- I just really liked it. It just was like a social deduction game that I felt like I was actually okay at. Maybe yeah, so you because were... of all the skill cards and stuff. It gives you a bit of a bonus towards if you're kind of crummy at uh, lying, which I'm terrible at. I felt like I was actually able to do well, and have, it was fun. It was competitive the whole time. The yeah. games are pretty fast. It, it's a really enjoyable game. I really liked it.
0: Sorry for interjecting here. Have I played that one with you? Because it's not ringing a bell.
1: Yeah, we played it. So remember that was when you're handed you were really bad. at it. We played it. <laughs> uh, you're handed two rule cards. Okay. At which point on your turn you take one of like six or seven different actions. The Okay. match up with a certain role so you're bluffing on the roles that you have remember? oh okay and you're, if you gain a certain amount of money you can spend to make a coup which gets rid of someone's card and if you lose both of your cards you're out okay. you remember you remember that one okay yeah you have, so. you have like an assassin yeah. yeah there we go yeah yeah, yeah. and remember
2: I, I always had the duke <laughs> yeah <laughs> the duke. everyone always has the duke he's the yeah. money maker yeah. yeah that's a good game too yeah, I really like that one. Um, and the, the other one I was gonna say was uh, TikTok Wood Chop. <laughs> oh no, Woodman. This is not the comedy edition.
0: <laughs> no, that's a great game. That is a surprisingly actually, great game. I actually liked it. That's fun. Try to describe it, Lee, and make it sound attractive. Okay, Somebody okay. Sell me on TikTok. All right, it's it's
1: chop. basically boils down to a dexterity game. Uh, you got a a, a a tree that everyone is trying to chop with an axe you get two chops on your turn and the tree is made of cores and then uh little pieces of bark that slide onto the core so you're trying to slide the individual cores so the bark falls off and that's how you get points it's very simple it sounds like it would be stupid as hell but it's surprisingly it
2: really fun and i'm really bad at it and yeah. i enjoyed it so i'm so shit at it too saying something
1: i remember the first time i played it with uh, a friend of mine and her, her little five-year-old and like I didn't think I, I. don't think I beat that kid one game. Like, <laughs> that's how bad I am at this game. Wow. And of course, he's hacking and he's taking like six chops a turn because he's a cheater. Of course, he is. <sighs> but no, that's that's a good pick. That's a fun game. No, oh, that's cool. And you know what? It's interesting. I don't have any dexterity games because I don't like dexterity games. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't really find the appeal to them. That's one type of genre that I just never got into. I don't know. Is that a deep genre? There's There are actually a surprising amount. There's like this uh, one of the big ones. Uh, this game's called Flick 'em Up, where like you're, you're cowboys or whatever, and you literally set up like like an Old West village, and you're trying to flick at the other cowboys and, and take them down and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, they actually recently released a Flick 'em Up Dead of Winter version mm. where you're fighting zombies and stuff. So I don't know. I just, I've never played it. So maybe it's really fun, and I just would actually enjoy it. But
2: it never really, those type of games never really appealed to me. I feel like the this game was, uh, and I won't even say the name again because I will always say it wrong, <laughs> just <laughs> deliberately. Um, I feel like it was just specifically fun because we don't play games like that normally, so no, it was different. Yeah, it was that's good. why it stood out. Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, what, maybe I will
0: bring up a second game because I'd be interested on your thoughts on it. It's actually the only game that Leland has where I'm undefeated in. <laughs> he laughs because he knows right away what I'm talking yeah, about. I thought you were
1: going to say this one as your favorite, but.
0: No, you know what? Flashpoint really was. But my second favorite definitely is a card-based game called Splendor. Yeah. And what that game is, is it's based all around different jewels, and you have to get to a certain amount of points. And as you get these jewels, uh, you use tokens to buy them. You can either pick tokens and, and buy jewels, or or you can reserve <laughs> and get a wild-color yellow token, mm-hmm. which uh, counts as anything. Anyways you build up a collection of gems which then pay, they count each turn for gems that you need to buy uh, higher profile gems that actually have victory points on them. And I'm interested, Leland, in what you think of Splendor and if you think it's a broken game or a fair game that I just keep getting lucky with, or what are your thoughts on Splendor?
1: Uh, I really like Splendor. It's like fun. It's light. It's you can play with anybody. Uh, but what I really like about it is that it's 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 a it's an engine building game. I that's like one of my favorite types of yes. games. You yes. Just, you as you as you pay, as you buy more cards. They produce more uh, diamonds and gems for you, which allows you to buy more better cards worth points on them and stuff it's just no it's it's a cool little engine builder that i will play i'll break out anytime anybody wants to
0: you know what i like about it too you can correct me if you have a different feeling on this but i feel like for splendor it's got a fairly large table with a lot of uh gems for purchase out there yeah and i think it's a little bit more difficult than some other games in guessing what your opponents are going to do because everybody's building a big engine yeah. And it's kind of hard to pinpoint which exact card they're going for. What yeah. happens a lot of times is kind of trash talk. We're like, oh, I was going for that card. But it's kind of hard to, to predict. And it's also kind of hard to predict that someone's going to win pretty
2: quick.
1: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. If you're playing at like the full complement out of four players, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking at like four, uh, three other tableaus, of, I don't know, like, you get mid to late game, you could have, like, a dozen cards out there yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at the board and, like, pretty much almost you get to the point where anybody can buy anything. Yeah. So it's, like, getting to the cards worth the points on them the, the quickest, I guess. Yeah. But also you take into consideration those nobles. Those are where you get the big points really quick, too, right? and right. track them having a certain amount of cards in your tableau. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think yeah, I agree. It's difficult to try to predict exactly what cards people are going for. And you know what? If not, if everybody isn't looking to do that and reserve cards uh, as a denial strategy, as opposed to "Hey, this looks good. I might want this later," then you you won't be able to stop everybody. You just can't do it. Yeah, exactly. One one man cannot do it all of this.
0: <laughs> no, too <there's laughs> many riches out there. <laughs> Anyways, that's a that's good little banter there. That's, that oh, I like it. Splendor. I like it.
2: Yeah, that's actually uh, was probably my sec- my other choice. It would, would have been Splendor. Hmm. I really like that one as well. I When we were playing that one time, I uh, was 100% sure I was going to win the entire time, and then all of a sudden, Mobie won.
0: Yeah. He just <laughs> steals it. It's what I do. Greed and gems. <laughs> that's Mobian in my shell.
1: Uh well one of uh, I guess I could give you maybe one of my favorite games one of my long standing favorites is Lords of Vegas Hmm. I really really love that game every time I play that game I have so much fun you're you're building up the strip uh, of the you're building up Las Vegas and putting out different colored casinos to correspond to uh, random colored cards that come out which allow you then to score off of those casinos if they match the color of the card so you're you're always hedging your bets trying to have a little bit of every color but then the score has these these blocks where you have to be getting two points at once to move up or three or four and then so you have to grow and build these casinos larger and larger to score those those points to move up that track uh but then if you're burning through the deck and you're getting all these colors, that color is less likely to come up and you got to shift to other. I don't know, it's so fun and I always have a great time playing it. I don't I think that's one of the ones actually that I win more often than not, which is very rare for a lot of the games in my collection. I lose a lot. Uh but I recommend Lords of Vegas to anybody. And there is a I think there's at least one expansion called Up which I really want to pick up which allows you to build your uh, casinos uh, vertically, as opposed to just spreading it out horizontally.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it
1: sounds cool. Uh, but that's—I think—that's one of my long-term favorites. And of course, that spot of current favorite is always switching out from. Basically, like, right now it's Shogun. I yeah. really love Shogun. Yeah, it's such a good game. But I could—I could play. I mean, again, there's like at least ten games on that shelf that I've never played. So I could pick one of those up and play it, and it could be my new favorite. I don't know. It's—it's it's always changing. It's always changing. It's not Cards Against Humanity. No, it's not (laughs) Cards Against Humanity. Sorry, Martin's wife. Yes, I was about to say
0: Martin's (laughs) wife has a unusual interest in that game.
1: It's uh, you know, Cards Cards Against Humanity has its place within the hobby, and it's it's fun to pick up and play when you're drinking, which is how we usually play it. So yeah, it's a light party game when you're drinking. You never have a bad time playing that game. No, no, it's not. Well, uh, that's that's it. That wraps up Crazy About Cardboard. I think.
2: Okay, so I guess we're back on to the uh, Video Game Variety Show Oh, crap Here we go uh, This episode it's of where the, the Video sh- Game Variety Show Is uh, called Fuck Your Cakewalk, Moby Okay <laughs> do, you, do you mind, Marty, if I give a little context here? I think I'll give the context All right. So, basically <laughs> ah, no, no, no. I'm going to let you finish, but I'll speak for you <laughs> The whole point
0: is I feel like I'm going to be under <laughs> fire The whole time, and I'm nervous,
2: but go ahead You'll have your chance Shit uh, Maybe um, basically, we're going to talk about why, well, is it pathetic to play on easy? <laughs> uh, is <a> video, uh, <laughs> How pathetic is it to
1: slowly play on the easiest difficulty every video game you've ever played you your entire to. life?
2: Is easy mode there because it's intended for people that are, say, um, missing a hand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Or, you know, maybe a toddler? Uh, or is it just because Moby is lazy, or Moby is scared, or Moby is wimpy? Or he's trying to jump out a window right now, is what he's trying to do. <laughs> but seriously though, we did want to talk about like the point of, and the difference of playing on easy in a video game, is it, what, what does difficulty mean to a game? And we know that Moby would play almost every game on easy given the opportunity, and uh, we wanted to understand why. And then we want to critique him for that more than we already have. <laughs> this this segment, like, like I said, was always going to be
0: two-on-one. So in my defense, I'd say this. Primarily the games I play, I play for the story. That honestly is the whole reason why I play the game. One that I was playing... This week again, and I play about once per year, is not Resident Evil Remake, though for the same reason, the story. why so I play that one on easy or normal mode, which for now is easy for me, given the amount of times I play that game. But I was playing uh, Worlds in, uh, World in Conflict Soviet Assault for the PC. That was 2007's strategy game of the year It for PC. It is an amazing Cold War game that lets you see the... A fictional invasion of the U.S. from both sides. There's sympathetic and deplorable characters on both sides. It has excellent cutscenes. Uh, the narrator for the American side is Alec Baldwin, which has huh. echoes of, of uh, Hunt for the Red October there because there's a major submarine segment in the game. I only play it for the stories and for the cutscene and that the episodes themselves are, are story based. So that game has a normal and hard mode. I've only ever played it on easy, all of my run throughs. So my number one defense is that I primarily play games for the story. And there's some really niche games I have too. Like I own all the CSI games that came out for Nintendo Wii, you know, where you're dusting for fingerprints and stuff like that. Um, you know, I only play that on easy or else it's pretty hard to find a fucking hair that's on some drape, you know, in a gigantic lobby. So, you know, <laughs> I need a little
2: help identifying... I, I suppose the gameplay in a game like that is pretty irrelevant. Like, it's not going to be top-notch gameplay when you're playing the random CSI game for the Wii. Well,
0: yeah. And you know what? This The word I would use is tedious in that case if I were to play on, on hard mode. Um, same goes with the... Uh, The trauma team and trauma center series of games which I play in easy as well because it's so fucking hard when you've got you know one minute to do a quadruple heart bypass to do it on hard you know there's a famous uh, T-HUD meme that goes how when something goes wrong and that was inspired by drunk Leland trying to play that game on hard and everywhere he cut was causing a mistake and he couldn't inject his blue medicine where the blue medicine should go and you know I don't like when games go tedious I have a I have a bad attention span okay so if something becomes tedious for me even if it's a great game and that's because I'm trying to bang away at it on hard mode or sometimes normal mode I'll just give up the game forever and I'd rather just enjoy the game enjoy the story going easy so that's my two points of defense mm-hmm. bring it Right.
1: Okay, I know. I, I think that's valid. But also, uh, I mean, personally, for me, some types of games lend to me to being more enjoyable through the challenge. Mm. Uh, like, I think of the God of War series. Mm-hmm. I love favorite video game series, for sure. I think I, we are talking about God of War 3 being my... Or God of War being my favorite game from the sixth generation of console. But I have played... Every iteration of that series, that whole franchise, I've beaten every single one of those games on the hardest, hardest difficulty. Because I enjoy the challenge of those games. I am particularly good at those games for some, for whatever reason. And I take a little bit of personal pride in saying that I've beaten every single, even, even the, uh, God of War Ascension, which was fucking garbage. The worst entry in that series by far. I beat that on hard mode. And, and that game, pushed its hardest difficulty to the point of being uh, cheap and unfair in some instances where you had where, yes, it did get tedious because that was the only way you, you could beat it in that particular entry of that series. OK,
0: but Leland, what it sounds like is that <clears throat> you're playing these on hard and frustrating settings just to pump up your own personal ego. And the question is like, right? but I'm having fun doing it. Really, that's fun for you. Yeah. I,
1: oh, hell yeah! I think it's awesome. When you, when, the satisfaction you get from defeating a crazy boss monster, Hydra thing on the hardest difficulty. Okay. I I'll, think t- it's, I'll I take like your it.
0: word for that. I just imagine you chucking a, your controller across the room <laughs> and sweating and swearing and you know <laughs> all sorts of words I didn't even know exist coming out of your
2: mouth. <laughs> it depends on the game. Uh, there's some games that are so challenging, but they're also rewarding when you beat them. Then yeah. you have ones that are just broken. Okay.
1: Know. Well, also, you can play a game on a medium and still get all the story elements and a decent challenge of gameplay. You don't have the default. I'm not saying I've never played medium and I always went hard or super hard.
0: But, you know, there are times. I mean, hard when is when, my
1: default. There are
0: times when I've got a new game and I'm telling you I'm playing it on easy. Yeah. You've actually texted me like, oh, that's shit. Moby's going to play on easy again. Yeah, because like, you're
1: texting me bitching about how hard a part in this game is. <laughs> that you're, that is you're fucking playing on easy. You could at least be fun. playing on medium. I just oh, shake my I
2: head see. and sigh. I'm like, oh my god. I couldn't believe that in Resident Evil 7. You're texting me, this part was scary. This part was hard. I can't believe I beat this. And Oh, what are you playing on? Medium. What are you playing on? Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit out this dead silence, Leland. That's <laughs> not a
0: fair statement. No, that's the dead silence that all the listeners are having. Okay, you're wrong already. There is no plural listeners. There is one listener. (laughs) My apologies. This is your bad preparation. (laughs) Oh, we are getting personal.
2: Oh, man. Okay,
0: Resident Evil 7 was hard, even uneasy. I will defend that. It was a little game, Yeah. yeah. Here's a question I have for you, though. We all hate Resident Evil 4 because we played it to death at our little wreathons over and over. And I know
2: both of you have played
0: it and I think beaten it on professional. I mean,
2: it many times. Yeah. Why?
0: Why? A game that you hate that I know no, that Oh, whoa, whoa. Stop putting
1: words in Leland's mouth. I here. do not hate it. I don't it. hate that I just bet it was one of my favorites. From I'm my just not going to sit down and play it for five and a half hours in a row to complete the entirety of it. Okay. I, I could sit down and fire
0: it up right now and be perfectly And you'd fine enjoy playing. that. Yeah. Yes, I would. Because I wouldn't be playing all of it in one sitting. Okay, okay. But <laughs> given that we played it for years and years and yeah. years and we're, it's easy to get s- sick of it. If you were to play it right now, would you put it on professional or would you go normal? Uh, I will put it
1: on professional because my default setting is hard on every game anyways <laughs> so I mean, maybe that's not a fair the question okay. to ask me but, I guess not but, but also though we have played it that particular game we have played it so many times yes that playing it on anything other than professional is no longer a challenge you don't get a gameplay challenge from it and if I were to fire that game up again I probably would not be watching the cutscenes of it I would probably be skipping them because we've seen them for so I've seen them so many times so I would be playing it for the gameplay challenge, not necessarily for the story, which you like to do. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I would certainly...
2: I would definitely skip the cutscenes. Yeah, Except I think Except for so. a few funny or key ones that I enjoy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally.
0: That's interesting, because I don't find the story in that game fantastic. It's not, nice. it's
1: not particularly engaging. I would
0: be playing it on normal, which is it's easy it's setting, and, and I would be watching every single cutscene if oh, I could. okay. Of. So, we're oh. kind of mirror
2: images oh. of each other in that yes, way. Yes, yeah. I kind of noticed that we're kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears and that Moby's like the little bear and you're like the big, you know your poor just too hot and, something. <laughs> and mine's just right because I, oh. I mostly play it on medium and, and I sometimes go into hard and God forbid once in a while easy, I, you didn't hear me say that but, <laughs> but generally speaking I'm, I'm kind of middle of the road I play the games the way they were intended to be played with a good mix of story and gameplay.
0: Marty, I'm going to up the ante here a little bit here. So what I'm going to bring up is Zelda Breath of the Wild, where it has a paid DLC hard mode. And it's a very long game, and it's a game I think we can both agree is hard at the beginning, even on the normal mode. Would you be willing to pay for that DLC just to do the hard mode?
2: Now, the DLC does have other stuff in it. But the hard mode is the biggest draw of the first part of the DLC. Now, when you buy the DLC, it comes with the first part and the second part, which is going to have a story coming out in December. And that's what I want. So the first part is just the hard mode. Now, I don't think I could play the hard mode anytime soon just because I put so much time into it, Mm -hmm. Um, but I would probably try it down the road. To see how it is. So you're saying it is an
0: attractive part of that overall DLC package?
2: I think it should have been part of the game to begin with. Oh, I, I
0: agree. agree.
1: Uh, yeah, it should have. That's ridiculous. And they lump it in with some extra content to try to justify it? That's fucking garbage. I,
0: I agree with that, too. That doesn't make any and sense. From Why would they do that? From a perspective, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, a lot of the content... So there's one difficulty for that game right now? Yes. Without yes. that DLC? Yes. Huh. Ah. So the... then does that mean the developers never intended it for... Played any th- at any level, but that difficulty. and Now they're just giving you got uh, you guys because I'll never play that game. Uh, the opportunity to play at a di-
2: higher difficulty because they f- feel that there's some demand for it. I think there's demand. I think it added an extra save, so like you can make another a new save on your own profile, which is a, oh. a terrible oh. fact. It's the thing with that game, yes. you only have one save. File on your own. Oh yeah, game. that's
1: weird. Which is very weird. It's very rare that games do that now. Yeah. Like wow.
2: Yeah,
0: it's a it's a major problem because that game is so big and there's so much to explore. I mean, there's 800 fucking Korok seeds. And do you want to restart your whole game just to do that mode or even just play anything else
2: without completing everything first? But at least you, in the new mode gives you a new save file. That's good.
0: Yeah. I, I'm saying that's fantastic, but it should have had one originally. It
2: should have as many as it you want. That, yeah, yeah. I don't see why. Like every issue. other game ever
0: yeah well with where we are with consoles now don't tell me that they don't have the memory to do more than one save
2: I mean that's that's stupid where we're at well we're getting off topic the the topic is um, your pathetic um, (laughs) interest in video games but but I
1: still talking about Zelda though I think that is a different different type of game right it's it's much it's one of those sandbox games like I'm playing Witcher 3 right now. I'm not playing that on hard. Mm-hmm. That game's much too long for me to, to play on hard. And that is a very difficult game, I think. I'm not, I'm not very good at it. Combat is very difficult. You screw up, you're dead. Yeah. like pretty much. It reminds
2: me of dark, like a Dark Souls light.
1: Pretty Yeah, I agree. So, like, I don't want to play that game for two hundred hours at this ridiculous difficulty because that's too much challenge for me. That I think was where it dips into being not fun anymore. But when I usually when I play first person shooters, I'll slap it on hard because it's going to be like ten hours. Like yeah. I, I can I can do it for ten hours. That's that's cool with me. And like, God of War is the same thing. Those aren't very long games. Uh, they obviously playing among God mode really greatly extends the the playtime of those because you do die quite often. But again, I still find that fun and entertaining, and I still relish in rising to that challenge. But yeah, for a game like like a like a sandbox game, those I don't play those games on hard. That's those are too long, I think, to to suffer through that challenge.
2: What, what rubs me the wrong way is when a game artificially boosts the difficulty, yes. so you're just making bullet sponge enemies, cheap, cheap enemies, Amen. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it yet, but Resident Evil 7 apparently just changes a lot of the layout of the game and the, and the difficulty and stuff when you're playing on hard mode, which I really like. Yeah, it, that's cool. Uh, it limits your saves and stuff, which may be a little bit artificial, but it's hearkening back to the old Resident Evil games as well. So that I can get behind, but in games where it's just adding bullet sponge enemies and that sort of thing, I can't stand it. Yeah, I don't like it
0: when the AI is given an artificial bonus. To play harder AI, I don't mind that. For example, I'm a big fan of the Civilization series on PC. Each of those games will have like six or eight difficulty levels for the AI, but about halfway up, the AI stops being more difficult and they just start piling on bonuses for it, which it tells you. And okay, maybe that's appealing for some people to give a handicap to the AI. I don't like it. I've never played on any strategy game beyond a level where the AI is just naturally hard. When it starts getting artificial bonuses, I'm out of there. I'm out of there. And bullet sponges, it's not fun. I'll give you a case where I did play in hard. Um, Old retro game, N64, Shadows of the Empire. We all know what it is. Yeah. They've got easy, normal, hard, and jedi jedi's the hardest mode but here's the thing i've almost beat it on jedi i got to the last level i just cannot beat it but hard is bullet sponge it's just the enemies take a hundred shots to go down each and every enemy it's not even fun jedi though makes it so that it's basically one hit kill for either side i like how that evens the slate there unforgiving versus unfair and I don't mind unforgiving, but I do mind unfair. Yeah, I agree, yeah. and
2: that reminds me of Dark Souls, um, which is for the most part unforgiving and not unfair. However, I think those series that series does kind of dip into the unfair at times as well. Um, specifically for me, uh, Bloodborne, I had a bitch of a time with Bloodborne. I mean, I know I know it's really popular, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't uh, couldn't get behind the difficulty. Maybe my focus on it was not high enough, but fuck, that drove me nuts. This is
1: a hard, very hard game. That last fight in Bloodborne, oh my goodness, that took me a long time and a lot of frustration to beat. And again, I'm not playing it on any significant difficulty. Those games are hard
2: enough. Playing on the regular difficulty. Do they even have a hard mode? I was gonna say. I, I was just trying they, to. Really I think remember. they just have What's a the, new game plus mode. Makes yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. So they're they're always one flat difficulty. But yeah, I really love Bloodborne. I, I think that's one of my my favorites in that lineage of 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 a franchise. Right. It's you know related to Dark Souls, but not directly
2: affiliated with. With the uh, the story of Dark Souls, right? But I think Bloodborne's super fun. I love that game. I think my favorite was probably the original Dark Souls. Uh Demon Souls was fun, but uh That one was Demon Souls was hard but uh, I really like Dark Souls. Yeah, Demon Souls with the boss that takes your levels away when he That's hits crazy. you. Was ridiculous. That's I couldn't ridiculous. believe that. He's coming at like level Whoa. seventy and he hits you and you're level sixty five. And if he crap. hits you enough you're not able to beat him anymore.
0: Wow. Okay, I'll I'll admit that's very original.
2: And you can't reload saves. The game is... It doesn't let you... What? Yeah, you're automatically... It's saving your progress.
0: How?
2: Crazy.
1: So crazy. Okay. I really
0: want
2: to play Dark Souls 3.
1: Yeah, let cool. I should just pick it up. It's like so so cheap.
0: Leland, I've got a question for you. Just a small question here. So once... Say you've beaten a game on hard. You've met your challenge. You're happy. Your ego's satiated. When you go through certain games later will you drop to normal or easy mode just for a walk in the park through and re-engage the story or will you always stay on hard
1: uh wow that's a good question so that's like when i'm replaying it yes yes you've already beat it very rarely would i actually replay a game
0: okay that's interesting Mm -hmm.
1: um like just looking at like last generation of console i have so many like x360 games um i didn't have time to replay stuff i had to move on to the next one i just bought
0: <laughs> suddenly your gift a number of years ago of letting me strip ps2 games off your shelf seems <laughs> slightly less selfless yeah. if you we're not going to play them anyways.
1: and I'm, I'm looking at my my uh, current stack of ps4 games and i don't think i played i haven't replayed any of the okay that's not true i haven't replayed the majority of them i played the hell out of arkham knight i played that three or four times Hmm. i played blood i've replayed well i've restarted bloodborne about a dozen times i beat it twice i think uh and i'm working through the dlc for it but Hmm. yeah so i rarely replay a game i guess maybe when i hit a hit that that big difficulty i'm I'm done with it
0: yeah that's interesting because that's juxtaposed to myself where my problem in you know not being a glutton with having games sitting on my shelf unplayed, which is a problem I do have, is that I find myself repeating those games that I play <laughs> it easy over and over and over and not addressing other games. And I wonder why that is. Maybe I'm afraid of the challenge. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm starting to question myself. Boys. <laughs> we're, ha- we're having an existential crisis. So just <laughs> I
2: guess you just like what's comfortable. It's, I guess uh, sure yeah. you get complacent. Resident Evil remake, you know where everything is. I mean, yeah, once <laughs> per playthrough, a new zombie jumps at you somehow. But I think you just forgot about it, and otherwise, you know the whole game.
0: When I hadn't saw me in the past, I shit you not, I would play in my head through remake, like for three quarters of the game, and I legitimately could do it, memorizing every single little item wow. key Ugh, from the goodness. very beginning, cutscene. Yeah, it's... At it's
2: that point, hard. why don't you just get up and play
0: it? You know what? I guess, yeah, why don't I, right? Maybe <laughs> that'll break the insomnia a bit, but, you know, I have, I have my tradition. I started every Halloween. It has to be beat by my birthday the following June. So... But we digress.
1: That's uh, Yeah, that's. An, I like that tradition.
0: I've got a few traditions like that. You know, I watched Top Gun on May yeah. the 5th when yeah. it was released.
1: I a field of Dreams. Watch that field game. of Dreams
0: is actually this coming weekend. I don't know how I'm going to have to slip it around uh, listeners' wedding, but mm, I yeah. do have to watch Field of Dreams this weekend. Yeah. The Field of Dreams. I could go on a tangent here, but it's kind of sad. So why watch it at the specific time that I do? So I don't think it fits with the podcast. I think listener is going to
2: tell me if I'm in the wedding party or not soon.
0: <laughs> 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 no, we, we really, we
2: really need to know, listener. <laughs> listener,
0: yes. Today's podcast, we've given away the advertising rights in order to give that time to plead for listener to let us know what the hell is going on. <laughs>
1: that's funny because when this episode lo- uh, drops it'll be after so listen
0: <laughs> listener <laughs> we did our best i'm sorry it failed we tried we tried uh, he's no longer listener <laughs> <laughs> we will replace him we will rebuild him uh, we bigger, have the technology faster, stronger
2: <laughs> anyways uh i've got one more thing uh, just like the feeling of overcoming that adversity and mastering the game like uh, achieving uh, like achievement points That's a pretty big thing. I mean, that's kind of related to the difficulty, going back, playing it hard. It kind of gives you that motivation to replay it. It does, yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever do that, Moby. You ever play a game to get the achievement points or anything? Only if they're functional.
0: Only if they deliver something that helps you in your further playthroughs. I'll give you a game that I'm playing right now that does that well. Plants vs. Zombies. Plants vs. Zombies, because crazy Dave, after you beat the game once, uh, you start really piling up the money, and you can unlock... First of all, the game does become more difficult. Dave starts picking a number of your seeds. Um, (laughs) But what happens is you start earning money, which you can use to unlock better seeds, and it keeps driving through a playthrough, even though it gets more difficult. Okay. So, that's probably the best example I have. Yeah, but I mean, that game... (laughs) That game has infinite replayability. I get, I would not replay it if it did not have those expensive. Scenes. You wouldn't
1: play it just to play it, just because it's a much fun less. Game.
0: Very rarely, I might really? pick it up and do a, a level or two at a time. Huh, interesting. You know, I want my cattails. I love those. Yeah, but cattails. how do you not have them all? Already, <laughs> because maybe I'm too slow in clicking the coins as they come, and I don't spend enough time in my Zen Garden. The plants are withering away.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, that's stupid yeah. Zen
0: Garden. I'm trying to think of another example, but it's kind of eluding me. Oh, okay, okay. The uh, Rogue Squadron series of games. I own them for N64, and I own two for GameCube. Those by going back by getting your silver and gold medals, which is very difficult. You have to meet a number of criteria. You then unlock new fighters, Um, Hmm. and you have to stack up a bunch of golds in your playthrough to unlock everything. I will do that. Okay, so the reward
2: of doing it itself isn't enough for you. You need a tangible reward. Bang on. Okay. Bang on. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so you are capable of playing on a harder difficulty I do
0: surprise occasionally. Yes, I am capable of. So that's a,
2: kind of what I want. I just kind of wanted to know that. Is Moby capable? And I guess he is. I, I am capable,
0: he but is, I usually don't.
2: You're very handy capable, yes. Oh, wow. Thank you. F-
0: listener, you know, in his or her wheelchair there, she's very offended by your handy capable
2: statement. Why? Wow, handy me. capable was very positively motivated. Okay. Let's well, just hope that listener cannot hear or see. <laughs>
0: Just just listens to vibrations on the screen. But still <laughs> rate and, and review with iTunes, listener. <laughs> yes.
2: Dumb and just deaf listen. know where a five-star is to quote. We have a Braille-friendly uh, website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that out.
0: Anything else you want to add to that, Marty?
2: No, that's about it. Uh, I think we're good to move on to movie musings. Movie
0: musings. And we're going to discuss Hollywood in total. Uh no, we're not, but close enough. Superhero movies, which now dominates Hollywood. Uh, specifically, we're going to discuss current and potential future slumps due to superhero movies. What we've got in a number of cases, we've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is huge. We've got the annoying little brother, the DC Cinematic Universe. We've got... Uh, you know... Uh, X-Men. The X-Men universe. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's even a fourth. Would you consider Deadpool as kind of having a universe
2: for some... some? Deadpool is related to the uh, X-Men universe? Yes, yes. But, okay. See, I didn't know
0: if he was kind of on his own, and that's where I umming and on. So, at some point, we're going to get duds. And I think most of us would agree that DC's had a number of duds. Marvel, fewer. Certainly, in the Spider-Man franchise, there's been some major duds. So, what creates these duds... Is,
2: yeah, yeah, but I mean, various yeah. cinematic
0: universe is getting better. There's
2: various degrees of duds, too. You know, right. there's I'm thinking there's movies sure. that have just narrowly missed that mark of being a good film. You know, or, you know, or They're watchable, they're passable, but they fail to live up to maybe our expectations or fanboy expectations.
0: Right. Leland is particularly hard on superhero <laughs> movies. Yeah. Um, you know, Leland, I don't know if you've explained this before, but. You know, what are your thoughts on the various uh, franchises and cinematic universes?
1: Well, I think it's stupid that they're all different. Particularly the divisions within uh, Marvel and Sony. That's just... working out. out. There's money to be made. Everyone can make money. Well, you
0: see that with Spider-Man. Yes,
1: exactly. Just working it out. Just, oh, I want to see... I want my Fantastic Four and my X-Men... And the Avengers. I want them all together. I just want it. Just, I don't know. Those I just put them together.
2: Specifically, if you <laughs> can make that, because uh, who has um, X Men? That's not Sony, is it? That's um, Fox. It? Fox. 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 Okay. Fox. And does Fox have Fantastic Four as well? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You get two thirds of it. I mean, could you imagine? Work it out. With Fox. Imagine what you could do with the X Men versus Avengers.
0: Yeah. Well, it you do so many cool that stuff. That
2: solves the problem for Phase 4 and 5. You know, that would be awesome.
0: It, it can be done,
2: as we've seen with Spider-Man, but
0: you kind of got to shunt your ego to the side. I mean, basically what Sony does with Spider-Man now is Marvel comes in, makes the movie for them, and they just collect money. Yeah. But that takes... They
1: foot the bill. They
0: foot the bill, yeah. and they but they have to give up their ego and their control. They say they have creative control, but look, when Kevin Feige comes in and says, this is what we're doing for Spider-Man, it's been done so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's good, but I don't think all the studios can kind of put their egos in the back pocket there I and
2: mean, make it could happen. Unfortunately, well, part of that too is the X Men franchise is still incredibly lucrative, even right. though they've had duds. Their successes outweigh the duds, so they're not looking to be like, okay, we need to partner partner up with Marvel here. That's true. We're doing the, fine.
1: Where where Sony was with Spidey is different, very different situation. Yeah, or mm-hmm.
2: and even Fantastic Four, I'm surprised they haven't done something there. Well I,
1: I wonder if yeah. the yeah. You know, just sell the rights. Like sell them Who's back who's gonna life. how are you gonna make money off of another Fantastic Four movie now? That last one was not very no. good. It wasn't complete shit. But I, I thought it was I thought it was potentially had it was gonna be good. I thought like it looked like it had some potential there, but it wasn't it wasn't great. But how how could they possibly do anything else with that franchise now? Yeah. That's Anytime a good point. soon at least. Yeah.
0: And and expect to make any amount of money.
1: There's a point yeah. where the viewer will just be like,
0: no, not more. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. I am not going to see a new Fantastic Four movie unless I can see it for well, free. Well,
1: apparently they're just making a Doom movie. Doctor Doom movie. That's oh. even worse.
2: Wow. <laughs> so I don't know any, I don't know the details. but I, It just, uh. But if they introduce a it's just called Doom, a fantastic four film or franchise and it's connected to the Marvel films, now suddenly there's some interest. Yeah. Because now Iron Man is going to be in a limo with all the fantastic four guys and he's not ready to give them a hug yet, but they're going to earn that hug. <laughs> okay you know what let's start digging through this stuff.
1: well I just now Chris Evans could be Captain America and reprise his role as Johnny Storm and, 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 sure. and he would just he put on a suit you just have to pretend that uh,
0: okay but we all know that Evans is trying to that's a joke right Okay, because Evans is trying to get <laughs> out of acting, not increase his acting. <laughs> he wants to not act anymore.
2: You've signed him on for 50 more films.
0: Listener, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, Chris Evans basically wants to get out of acting. He said on a number of occasions he wants to be a director and be behind the camera and just just transfer out. But... He's such a damn nice guy that every time Marvel says, we want you to be Captain America again, he's like, oh, Jiminy Crickets, I'll do it for you, pals.
1: Well, he's also getting paid millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. He's he's not
0: doing him a favor here. But he's not, you know, earning as much as a small country like Robert Downey Jr. does off of every
2: movie.
0: Let's tackle the – I'm really interested to hear from you guys specifically on the Marvel Cinematic Universe – are there any true duds? Does a movie for the Marvel Cinematic Universe dud for either of you? Uh,
2: no. I'm going to say no. Duds. But I have some that I think missed the mark. There are lots of weak links. Um, the weakest link in general is probably the Thor franchise. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yes. the new one has, I think, hope. It has a lot of uh, potential. Right. Uh, other than that. because Yeah, because like... I don't, Thor shouldn't
1: stand on his own. That's the thing. So with Thor Ragnarok, he's not standing on his own. No, it's perfect. Exactly.
2: A standalone Hulk film would be difficult now too. I think putting them together is Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's And I think there's
1: something weird they can
2: do a standalone. They actually can't make a movie called Hulk. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. They don't have the standalone rights, but they have the rights to put him with the Avengers. It is weird.
0: It is weird. And you can tell they're kind of pushing it as far as they can here. I mean, they've got a buddy cop movie basically going on. I think it's the
1: smartest thing they could do. I mean, it's going to revitalize Thor's character. Yeah. Right? And it's going to... The whole Ragnarok movie is leaning towards the uh, Guardians aesthetic, right? The old yeah. 80s thing. Well, and as
0: I've told you guys previously, 80%, according to the director, 80% of Thor Ragnarok is made up, is ad lib. That's a
2: lot. That's, <laughs> that's almost hard to believe. It is almost yeah. hard
0: to believe, but if it hits, I think it's going to set a new trend. It
1: is the shortest running Marvel movie to date, though.
2: Okay. Has the shortest run time on all of them, apparently. Have you read anything about the um, trailer they've shown for the um, upcoming Avengers at like, the Comic Con and that sort of thing? Anything? Yeah. Yeah, I could pretty well recite what happened without seeing it. So. Have you read that movie? No, I have not. So I'll give you a mild spoiler from it. Okay. And how the Guardians get introduced. Sweet. They hit Thor with their spaceship. (laughs) As He's just like floating out in space. Yeah. Oh, man. So somehow at the end of Thor Ragnarok, he ends up in space floating.
0: Oh, that is awesome. Which
2: knowing that actually makes it almost better to go see his movie. Oh,
0: totally. You want to see how does Thor get to floating in space. I
2: almost wonder if they, like, shoot him out of, like, a cannon or throw him on a spaceship. Kind of like what they do to, like, Hulk and... Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I can, I can just see... Rocky, I bet, yeah, I'm
2: sure, know. like, Loki
1: backstabs him or something Probably. and, like, fucks him over or something.
0: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I am... That is the part of Avengers Infinity War that I'm most looking into is the Guardians of the Galaxy that, with the exception of Chris Pratt, are all batshit crazy kind of characters. <laughs> meeting... You know, you just... Start to make up the interactions yeah, in your head. Yeah. You know, does Star Lord, you know, hit on uh Romanov or something like that, you know? Yeah, you don't know where they're gonna go. You know, what happens when a fucking talking raccoon starts spouting off to Robert Downey Jr.? What is he gonna say to a space <laughs> raccoon?
2: Yeah. Hopefully. Who knows? Who can write this stuff? <laughs> um the bigger question is yeah. in, in the next one, Root's gonna be a teenager. Yes. Do so we call him a tree tree-nager? A tree-nager. Oh Jesus, I'm cutting that out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I, I, sorry. So I agree. Thor, weakest, weakest string yes. of Marvel movies by far. I also thought uh, mm. Doctor Strange didn't do it for me. I like Doctor um, Strange. A lot. I didn't like it as much as I should have, as I wanted to. But I, I like
2: um, the other one. I think is uh, Iron Man Two. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Iron Man Two is definitely it's a It's basically low point. just like let's set up the Avengers. Drone, yeah. not well, better. and then to that to that point.
1: So was Captain America: The First Avenger. That yeah. that entire movie existed to set up that's the true. next phase of movies, right? So that's certainly weak. Uh,
2: Age of Ultron's a bit weak. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: When, yeah that was a one, yeah, forgettable. Weak one. it is forgettable.
0: I think forgettable is about as bad as Marvel's gotten so far. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. They haven't made an absolutely terrible movie. No. that just everybody hates. That's true. Unlike DC.
2: (laughs) I I could sit down and watch any of their movies and not be, like, angry or bored or whatever. It's just some are much better than others and some are a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: let's hit up a cinematic universe that has pretty much been in a slump since its impetus in many people's minds. The DC universe. I'm very interested in Leland's take on what went wrong with the DC universe you know, in his mind, because there's that would be movies. Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> End of discussion. And, and I'm interested in what Marty thinks too um, about the DC universe. Well, I, I mean, think
1: the when you compare them to Marvel, the problem is that they never had a plan like Marvel did. That's a big point. That's what it comes down to. They didn't have this huge, ginormous plan for a shared universe rollout. But they wanted one. (laughs) They want one now and they're behind the eight ball on it. Yes. And so far they've done a mediocre job of building that, that their shared universe, in my opinion. Um, I think a lot of the direction with some of the current characters they are taking are interesting, uh, but maybe too different for the general viewer. I think, um, I mean, you go all the way back to, like, Ryan Reynolds in and, and, uh, Green Lantern. Like, that movie was really bad. And mm. that was I mean that was 2011, I think. What? When did all of the Marvel stuff start? Around that time, right?
0: Well, Iron Man 1 is considered the first MCU. And yeah, in was 2008. The, yeah, 2008.
1: Uh, well, actually, wouldn't it be the Incredible Hulk, which came out before that? That's part of the MCU. Incredible Hulk's after Iron Man. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah no, I think it was Hulk, a year after. year after, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. It's just like
2: uh, you. So that what was before all that stuff, though? What was before Green Lantern that? For DC? Yeah. Uh, well, they had their Batman trilogy from Nolan. And that, sure, tied, but that's... that tied Batman up, right? Yeah. So other than that, DC wasn't doing much. Um, yeah. Their films were that you didn't have it. Like most of their stuff was on TV,
1: right? Mm. You
2: have The Flash. Yeah. And, and all that was kind of happening just around that time. That's true. It started up and other than that and that stuff was good that TV oh. th- that TV was good back in the day and the other Superman was uh, like Return of Superman which oh right, right. but, but their, Brandon Routh but their films didn't kick off until Man of Steel
1: yeah that's true that's right. and I
2: I really I liked Man of Steel
1: I, and I liked Henry Cavill as Superman and I didn't mind the, the darker tone uh, yeah there's there's always there's lots of criticism for that movie which I agree with but I enjoyed it I thought it was much better than what. What could expand it for.
0: Yeah. You know, the two movies I haven't seen yet um, for the cinematic universe is that I really need to. I have not actually seen Man of Steel. And I haven't seen Doctor Strange. So I need to look those up.
2: Honestly, you don't really need to see either of those movies. <laughs> <Okay>. Like, <laughs> legitimately. I think Man of Steel is interesting just to see your viewpoint on, you know, where, like, the, the biggest criticism on that is a few. One of the big ones is that he doesn't stop um, this fight from basically destroying a city, mm-hmm. and it kills, count thousands of yeah. people. Right. And they lead into that, into Batman vs. Yes. Superman, right? That's a big yes. plot point. And I feel like that wasn't intended. I feel like that, mm. that wasn't probably... No, kind of it was... Thing.
1: They just wanted to go for the the big crazy set piece.
2: React- right? Making that film was reactionary. Yeah. Yeah, so... Which was smart. For sure. And the other thing in Man of Steel too is he kills um Zod. Zod. Yeah, he's like snaps snaps his neck his neck his neck. to yeah. save
1: some civilians as Zod's trying to laser beam.
2: And Superman is so much a Boy Scout. Like he just he would do almost anything to not do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so would Batman. Well But, um, yeah. <laughs>
1: but honestly though, I, I'm okay with it because he is not yet the Man of Steel. Yeah. He has not become the Man of Steel in that movie and i will argue that even in bvs he still has not become the man of steel i agree and i think i and i say that just because of solely the depiction the depiction of superman in that so in 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 bvs he was like nobody everybody hated him right they thought mm, he was yeah. this, this false god bullshit and what annoys me is like in some of the trailers for um, justice league like now they're showing, oh, now he's dead. Everyone's like missing him, and like, oh, we miss you, Superman. And well, they're maybe, putting up fucking maybe effigies for Because formula. he
2: stops um, Doomsday. Yeah, I can understand that. I guess going, he okay, died, he died for his uh, for our sins. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is the true Christ. Because listener, it's all an allegory,
2: isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll see where Justice League goes. You know, I think that that's got the thumbprints of Snyder all over it. And that's all Flash, no substance. That's
1: why I'm tentatively excited about it.
0: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, I'm just, like I said, I just worry they don't go with the character development. I hate that scene in the trailer where, you know, Batman's talking to Gordon. I think it's Gordon. And, you know, hey, it's nice to see you playing well. And Aquaman's like, look at bat, I can dig it. Batman goes maybe temporary. It's like oh, cue the laughter. <laughs> <Rup-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> it's good, like, good, good joke. Everybody laugh. laughs. Watchmen, the one good Zack Snyder film that we can all agree. That
2: was on. so perfect oh, for his God. style of movies. Gosh, it was, it was perfect. Yeah, it was.
0: We got to do
1: that. Maybe he's just Same trying to emulate point. that too much. Maybe. I just what 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 irks me about um, the way the Justice trailer, uh, Justice League trailers look is that. I don't I can never tell where they are fighting. They are basically take the characters, they take the superheroes uh, and they throw them in front of whatever green screen they want, putting a bunch of like ruinous backgrounds behind them yeah what does terrible. that what does that do for me that doesn't do anything yeah. for me yeah. I don't
2: miscellaneous mm-hmm. dark warehouse
0: exactly like what well, I don't understand it. I hate that well you're I think you hit a, a good point there because that doesn't connect us to the film emotionally yeah. we don't care if it's a post-apocalyptic wasteland where they're fighting all the time and it's always raining and they're just messing up flying robots so they can keep a PG-13 rating <laughs> you know same as Avengers you know it, do, it does yeah, take right. you out of things a little bit there yeah So I I agree with that. I've got another question for you guys, too. So we have lost, presumably forever, from the X-Men franchise, what I would argue are probably their two best links. In uh, Logan, you know, we've lost Hugh Jackman. He's done. And also Patrick Stewart's version of Dr. X. They both said we're done now. Professor X. (laughs) Professor X.
2: We can edit that. (laughs) Professor Leland has... Dictated that his name is actually Professor X, not Doctor X.
0: Doctor X, Dr. X <laughs> Professor X, something X. Moby. Anyways, um, so you know, does that franchise have some some potential here to to go into a slump, or do you think uh, they're just going to ride it out?
1: That that franchise is already at the bottom of their slump. With uh, what was the last one that came out? Uh, Age of Apocalypse. Right, and that movie sucks. Actually, that's a good point. I haven't seen it. The movie was, was not good. It wasn't. It, they did not do that comic storyline any bit of justice, in my opinion. Uh It was everything was thrown together. There was th- the 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 mutants they depicted were just thrown in because they needed to match up these particular mutants as his
2: four horsemen. It was, it was, uh, it was a bit of a clusterfuck. In it's my a bit opinion. of a singer special. Is what <gasps> it is. Yeah, right. I mean, when you think about the best. X Men movie in those like numbered series, I yeah. guess it was probably First Class. Yeah, and maybe no, really depending on your preference, Days of Future Past. Yeah, they're both very good. Um, oh, well, or like X Two. X Two was very good. I, mean, yes. I, I shouldn't forget about that.
1: What I liked about First Class was that it was able to stand on its own as an X Men movie yes. without
2: Wolverine. Yes, yes. Uh, he, he has a scene.
1: Sure, he's got a cameo, Orko. but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good scene. But he's not
2: centric to it like he was in Days of Future Past which is why Days of Future Past was was cool I also like that they didn't play up the fact that he was going to have a cameo and it wasn't yeah. a big part of it Like unlike exactly. uh, Age of Apocalypse where he has a cameo and it's stupid
1: it's It's not good yeah it's it's pretty poor uh, uh, in particular it, it missed its mark for me because I, I didn't see that movie when it first came out because I wasn't interested in it obviously or enough to go spend cash in a the theater so I was watching it after the fact, and it was, like, literally right after we had watched Logan. So he's busting out of the uh, the Weapon X tank with no memory, and he's, like, impaling dudes, PG-13 style. Uh, <laughs> so seeing it right after Logan and the impact that his, his hand blades actually do, you know, and should be depicted as causing, really fell flat. Yeah. So it was very unfortunate, the timing of that.
0: That's a topic we're going to have to do discuss at some point the pg-13 ness of hollywood and and how that's detracting from certain films i mean it was such a big deal to have logan as an r-rated film yeah and i think we can all agree that that film in retrospect could not be done any other way
1: no yeah it would have been very foolish i think to try to do it at a at a pg-13
2: rating or something absolutely like that, that might be my favorite superhero film oh sir i really like that one. yeah it was very enjoyable. <laughs>
0: It's not a choo-choo. <laughs> yeah, that one was that one was fantastic, you know. And I honestly thought it should have been Oscar nominated.
2: Well, I guess we won't find out until the next Oscars, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I just don't hold out a lot of hope because
2: oh, it's a superhero movie,
0: and oh, only Heath Ledger was legendary enough to to get an Oscar nod for that. So yeah, that's a tangent there.
1: I kind of want to go back to uh, Batman vs Superman, sure. Because when that first came out and I first saw it, I was very critical. I was very negatively critical about it. Yes. And since I have changed my tune a little bit, uh, and and the reason I was it was so negative, it was I you know it was out and uh, and viewable around the same time as uh, Civil War was out. So inevitably, you're going to compare the two. And um, I have since watched the un cut version of batman vs superman way better i got such it. a difference the cuts they made for the cinematic version of bvs some very very poor choices really yeah, yeah a lot they cut out uh, a lot of needed exposition from for a few scenes that that actually g- let you understand character motivations and really what is happening i mean a lot of the lex luther stuff one, the way he was depicted, and I guess he's like Lex Jr. or whatever, uh, really rubbed me the wrong way. It, I did not understand the performance that they were leading Eisenberg down or the direction that he chose to take it and they let him run with it that way or whatever, whatever, however it came to be. It didn't make sense to me. and I don't think it fit the movie at all. I did not like it. I was like visibly angry every scene. Eisenberg was in there acting like a... Like a cross between uh, Joker and Riddler, or something stupid like that. Like it, it was, it didn't make any sense. But like you, you can kind of glean though, like he's been exposed to uh, the you know super, what are the scout ships from K- Kryptonian scout ships, and has been in contact with like Steppenwolf from from Apocalypse. And I um, and you could see well maybe that's why he's so fucked up mm-hmm. like that could right and I don't know it, it lends a lot more credence to some of the character choices I think and it really changed my view of it now it didn't satisfy or really explain to me why Batman likes to murder fuck everybody <laughs> and don't get me wrong I like a I like a murder fucky Batman I like a, a like an Elseworld like. Uh, um, Bruce's dad being the Batman instead of because Bruce died and he's the one, and that's why he's killing, right? So if they give me a really interesting reason why Batman has gone over the edge, uh, like clearly, uh, uh there's at least one dead Joker, right? That's right. One dead Robin. Uh, sorry, one dead Robin. Yeah. One dead, thank you. One dead Robin who ho- hopefully, um, what's his, Leto's Joker? is is or used to be one of these robins i got my fingers crossed which would be cool if that's the reason that he pushed over the edge and he just doesn't give a fuck anymore i think that's awesome and i can get on board with that uh and then that again will push that movie up higher for me if that if i can get that back reasoning and maybe we'll get that with uh, the batman movie if it ever happens or whatever the hell's going on with it yeah uh and i hope i hope so I hope so. I just... I don't understand why he needed
0: to be so murderous. <laughs> I'm Ben Affleck. I'm the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> Blame Batman. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> if you've seen recent interviews, you know what I'm joking about here. Um, yeah, you know, it's weird. I think that thematically... Um, and I think uh, a number of the superhero franchises have held back on kind of bold moves like that. Yeah. Bold thematic choices.
1: That's Marvel's problem.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, I, that's something I wanted to throw to you guys as well. Is Does Marvel play it safe too often? You know, they've they've found their
1: comfort zone, and I think they play well within it. I don't think they ever go outside of it anymore. And maybe that comfort zone is quite large. And there is a breadth of different style of movies that they can put in that zone, but they don't go out of it. No, still no. in the zone. Like, one of, one of the, uh, the complaints with Civil War was, compared to BVS, there was no consequences. Yes. Right? I mean, even uh, Rhodey didn't even die in Civil War. No,
0: you can tell he's going to make a recovery.
1: Yes. They should have just flat out killed him. He should have just died. That, that would have made
2: a big difference, I yes, think. Yes. Yeah. It
1: would have been hugely impactful. Not because I hate War Machine or... Or um, Don Cheadle's depiction of, of James Rohde. No, I I think he, I think he does a fine job for what he's given. The screen time is given, right? They just should have. They just should have killed him. Yeah, he's like one of the character. One of the quote unquote expendable characters. They could have got away with doing it.
0: Yeah, they really have a problem with not bringing enough gravitas, enough yeah. depth yeah. to emotionally to their films. Because you know what? Honestly, I thought Michael Keaton – I know we're going back to Spider-Man here. I thought he was a big enough guy to put as the enemy that there was no way he was going to die. I was happy he didn't. I brought that up a couple episodes ago.
1: Especially with the direction they took with his character within the the known relationship that Peter – generally has with a specific villain mm-hmm. such as Green Goblin, right? So knowing that he's stepping to fill that role, yeah, he's not gonna die.
0: He's not gonna die, and you have no feeling, you know, when you see any but, of these films. But I'm
1: fine, I'm totally fine with that because I don't think Spider-Man Homecoming is the movie to have done sure, that, right? Sure. Civil War was the movie yes. to do that. Yes. Very, yes. very much so. And, and okay, well look at with with Age of Ultron, if, uh, where they uh, introduced Scarlet and Quicksilver Just to, and they put Quicksilver in there just to kill him.
0: Yeah. Like that's,
1: that's, that's, that was the role he played in that movie. Yes. And it was, it was not impactful. Not at all. Because we had never seen him before. We had already seen him being evil and now, oh great, he turns side because yeah, Ultron's a megalomaniac, crazy robot thing. Of course you're going to side with people fighting that, right? So you had no ties to him. I think there was much more much more ties to War Machine to make it impactful to knock him off. Sure.
2: War Machine being a long running character and also that that Quicksilver we'd already seen a version of Quicksilver in the X-Men franchises that was better. Yeah. Yeah. And that you know now you got a Quicksilver that being the weakest part of the Avengers who has had maybe 30 minutes of screen time even a partial villain mostly and no one cares. Yeah. And he does uh, he does have a a nice act of heroism
1: saving Hawkeye and the the kid. Right. But all resulting in his death, but again, it was, it was, it was, oh, that sucks. So,
2: Avengers 3 and 4, they have to start killing people. They have to. I hope
1: so. I was to. honestly really uh, expecting or hoping, maybe hoping is not the right word, but I, they could have killed Cap in Civil War. I mean, I guess it doesn't go with the direction that they're moving everything, obviously. Because
2: do they, If Cap gets killed in one of these Avengers film films... And we start thinking about Winter Soldier becoming the new Captain America. Yeah. That does change the landscape of the Marvel Universe. And yeah. is that how far they're going to go?
0: I, I hope it happens, personally. I know that Sebastian Stan, who plays Winter Soldier, has been signed to an epic movie deal. I yeah. don't know what he's See,
1: you know, to. I wish they well, wouldn't release that information.
0: Yeah, because that does kind of spoil that at some point... I believe, I think
1: so, it. too. I, yeah. So I mean, that's another argument, I guess. Um, Shit, uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say. You have to wonder if they're going to just kill off Tony Stark at some point. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm over Robert Downey Jr., honestly. I'm fucking over Iron Man. But what I was going to say, for the Infinity War movies, Thanos is too powerful a villain not to kill a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people should die. Yeah. Like, uh, if they're going to, you know, uh, kitty glove that or whatever... I, him, uh, they, no. I, I, think alone,
0: I think alone that could make us have a very bad experience with those two films Maybe. if we're out of Avengers Infinity War Part 2 and still there's no real gravitas except some broken buildings well inevitably people fine. are going to die right they gotta start killing characters to. They have to. And it's weird. We're almost begging Marvel to emotionally connect us to this, these movies, to make us shed a tear, yeah. to make us care again. Yeah. And from a marketing perspective, I think if they keep going along this play it safe track, I think you're going to see not suddenly, but slowly audience numbers drop off. And that the films are going to make less and less money because people are going to wait for it on Netflix. They're, they're not going to care Because it's just going to be one forgettable movie after another. Sure, there's good action, decent sound editing, and whatever. But as movie tickets continue to be more expensive, you know, we need more Marvel. Like,
2: I'm sorry, we need more. I have one counterpoint to that, and that is the Fast and Furious franchise. Hmm. What more do they give you? Other than bigger cars and more car, more cars. Yeah. Being chased <laughs> and, down by a submarine. Yeah, and an and a the wrong rock. Submarine. You know, <laughs> going back to work every time. Um, but they're different movies. I know. But it's all set in there, you know, fast and furious. And they don't really up the ante every time. It's the same franchise doing the same yeah, thing. They and kind of they make the... more money every time. Yeah, I see what Marty's saying
0: there. Um, I haven't seen Fast eight. Yes,
2: but we're
1: but we're not uh, we're not now going to the theater to see Iron Man ten. No, no that's
2: true. No. But we are we have seen Iron Man in ten movies. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, And
2: yeah.
0: I mean, there's a whole other discussion there. I think Robert Downey yeah. Jr. dominates the creative process too much. Yeah, and and I think that's caused issues in the past.
1: Well, you know, I think with uh, with the Marvel characters now moving into Phase Four, we are fine. We are at this position where killing them is very meaningful. Yes. I want to see Captain America, Chris Evans' Captain America, die on screen, and I want to cry because I, I, want to, I will. And I
0: want Winter Soldier to cry over his body. Yes. Let's get some... Now, that was a- that was another
1: yeah. thing I very much disliked in BVS was they killed Superman. Why Why would they, quote-unquote, kill Superman? One, uh, his death on scene was not impactful because throughout most of that movie, he's hated sure. and painted as the bad guy. I mean, even if you're looking at... Through what, which much of the movie was framed through Batman's point of view, Superman is the is the ultimate enemy, right? Because um, that was very much a Batman movie. That was not s- the sequel to Man of Steel.
2: No, yeah, right?
1: No, it's
0: definitely Batman.
1: So, but but they killed him, and I got no problem with killing him to Doomsday, which are yeah, Doomsday, which is another conversation how terrible Doomsday's depiction <laughs> was, but. I want, when I see, when I see Superman die, I want the relationship that he has, the now, the BFF relationship that he's formed with Batman over a, a movie, two, three, four movies, to be impactful to him and to Wonder Woman, this love triangle thing that they often have. But. They have no connection in BVS. Superman is now just dead. Now it boils down to oh shit! Bats thinks there's this huge thing coming, and now they don't have their strongest protector. That's what it That's came all down to. That is all it was. I it really missed out on me. I wanted that connection yeah. between the three of them. I mean, they're the they're the trifecta of DC for God's sake.
2: They should have some people. They should be forming the Justice League together
1: yeah uh, yeah, uh, very disappointing i yeah. I think I don't understand I don't really understand the decision because okay so Superman gets his little nightmare with the k they call it right from flash he gets the warning he sees the vision or whatever uh at that point he believes Superman is the greatest threat. Cause he doesn't see any there's nothing off-world except for the 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 demon things, I forget what they're called. The parademons. So okay, he's taking care of Soup's, because that's what he's gotta do. He's gotta prevent the apocalypse. Now Soup's is dead. And then he goes and he visits Lex in, in jail, and Lex tells him there's still something coming. So now he's like, oh shit, I still gotta put together this team of all these files I have. Why couldn't that have been why couldn't that have just been the thing? Like, you know, he he they have the Martha Martha moment, <laughs> right? And they both, they both humanize each other, um, to one another, forming this bond. That could have been fine. And Soups could have still lived on. And then he gets this, Batman gets this cryptic warning from Lex, which, Okay, which is, again, still weird because he believes this ranting lunatic that has been raving this, the entirety of this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's been clever and that was the only part he was Lex Luthery was putting the, the schemes together, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just, why, why did they need to kill Soups? I don't understand it. Especially when, okay, again, another thing of, oh man, I'm really going off on this movie and I, <laughs> and I thought I said I actually like this movie. But they used Superman as a set piece. That's all he was. He, yeah. Right, they didn't give. Yeah. Cab- that was another criticism. Cavill's performance—he he was very, very monotone. He didn't have anything to do. There was nothing for him to work with. Mm-hmm. They used him as a set piece. They used Wonder Woman as a, as a set piece. Thank goodness her movie was actually really good mm-hmm. and and was worth seeing because yeah, everyone how, she was a highlight for BVS, but uh, she was again she was a set piece. She wasn't Gal Gadot acting as Wonder Woman. No,
2: so. No, she was the Wonder Woman music. That's all she was. Yeah, she she was, exactly. He just kept pointing exactly. at yeah. theme. She was another.
1: She was another fist to punch into the monster yeah. that was in that particular movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why. Because it was all, again, framed from Batman's view, I guess.
0: It felt very video gamey. I think that's the way that it would put well, it. Well, that's in what exactly, That's what Snyder does. That's honestly well, what Snyder yeah, fucking it is, does. And it's wrong. It's wrong. Because the audience wants more and we demand more than yeah, just to I have agree. a video game. You know, you could boot up Arkham uh, Asylum if you just want to beat the shit out of a bunch of random sure.
2: people. Sure. Yeah, that's probably got a better story.
0: <laughs> probably <laughs> don't. Hey, it's got Mark Hamill. So there you
2: go. That already sit up. Yes, let's just not talk about Suicide Squad, and we'll just move on. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. okay. Oh,
1: we okay. Talk about
2: failing, missing the
1: mark, oh, not
2: yeah. understanding what that what makes something oh, good. So fucking bad. It was so they bad. think
1: they can put Margot Robbie in some short shorts and fishnets and think they can make it a almost, fucking
0: movie. It almost worked. You know, it what? almost <laughs> did. It okay. almost fucking did. The the irony of Suicide Squad is they may have hit some inspired. Casting. You know, we certainly all agreed coming out of the film, I remember, that we thought Will Smith is Deadshot was fan fucking task. Yeah,
1: I, uh, yeah, I'm definitely a Will Smith fan. I thought
0: Harley Quinn was fine as a like a character and how she looked and stuff like that, but it was just so horribly edited and made. It just
1: sucked how they made it. There was no character development. I love at
0: the end Diablo is like,
1: we're friends now. I'll sacrifice myself. I, you know, I'm paraphrasing
0: loosely. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> oh, it, it it's so... more
2: <laughs> of a music video than a movie. Yeah, totally. I,
0: I honestly think they got to editing and they went, oh shit. They realized what they had on their hands. Um, Completely misused Jared Leto. We'll get that on, you know, get that in a moment. And they just tried to play classic rock songs that would make <laughs> you feel happy. And they played them one after another. <laughs> like trying to, you know, make a mixtape. And just like, oh, this will cover up because you're happy hearing the music. This will cover up how bad of a film we made. Yeah,
1: uh, not good. Gosh,
0: it was bad. And, you know, I was really looking forward to Jared Leto, and he was in so little of it. And you could tell almost everything he did was on the cutting room floor. I can't even make a judgment on if he was even a decent Joker. He had nothing to do in that.
1: Yeah, I do hesitate commenting on his depiction of... Of Joker
2: for Even sure. He's mad. I mean, he's so choked because what, what he really did mad. wasn't shown.
0: Yes, but,
1: exactly. Okay, but then
2: was there a need to put Joker in it at all? No, I think you should have maybe just referenced him. Joker, sure, Joker sure. exists in this sure. world. He has a you know a hand in all these pies. Yeah, but we don't need to see the hand. Right then in.
0: put him in the new battle.
2: because they're 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 trying. The entire movie was an
1: introduction to like half a dozen characters. I, I didn't need one more thrown into it. No. no,
0: neither.
1: I don't know. So, because, again, it did not do that character service.
2: Are they right? planning on making a sequel to Suicide Squad, or is it going to be I like don't know. Uh, was it actually successful? Yes. I'm sure it was successful. Yes, it was right? financially very okay. successful, even. So, so, can we agree that every character, every, like, secondary character was terrible? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were all bad. Like yeah. Boomerang Boomerang was oh, weird um, yeah. Diablo was terrible Yeah He was again just Even insane. the villain The villain was stupid Yeah Enchantress was um, yeah. The guy that was there was stupid Like yeah. uh, Rick, Rick Flag Or whatever Yeah yeah, uh, Just everything I'm a
1: growth uh, American the, uh, soldier US Killer. Killer Croc Oh yeah That was, oh, was so He so was the worst one Yeah man. He should have just Beefed him up He should have just Like Hulk, Hulkized him
2: He should have been he Like uh, be nation or something Yes
1: yeah. He needed to be much bigger so, I wonder, I wonder why. What did they do that? What are they paying all their money to Will Smith and
0: Margot Robbie? I think it was just very poorly directed. I don't know how else to say it. I think it was very
1: poorly oh, so directed. So, were they trying to, like, realize, poorly like, rated. bring, you know, be real with the way Croc was depicted instead of making, in a, in a movie full of. Magic like weird zombie soldiers running around. They're trying to make Rock
2: seem, or Croc seem more realistic. The movie where the villain is like some ancient goddess. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they're trying. I don't. I don't he understand. <laughs>
2: like
1: he, I, like he's not formidable at all. Croc should be bigger than Batman. Croc should be way bigger than Batman.
0: Yeah, you can pick Batman up and throw him around with one arm. That film is the definition of dodged a bullet in Hollywood because they are lucky. They, they need money. to count their lucky stars. They made money. Because that movie should have tainted and if it did, nobody would have said, "Oh, well, that was a good movie
2: that you know should have made lots of money." Now, Devil's Advocate, I've talked to quite a few people who aren't comic book fans, and they like that movie. Yeah, yeah. So I remember walking coming out of it, and I'm like, you know what?
1: That movie was fun, but not good. Yeah,
0: I, actually, like, I, I felt the like-
1: action pe- the action sets are, are cool. All the action stuff's all right and I mean I don't know I just did, I don't understand what they were going for like what were they trying to do like how how has this helped build the DC cinematic universe well it may by accident
0: other than linking
1: uh, now introducing Joker and linking them directly to Batman
0: yeah it may by accident help them build a bit because I know you know Margot Robbie she's getting her own spin off film which is Harley Quinn which she's writing producing leading directing <laughs> best boy gaffer you know <laughs> <and> everything <laughs> Everything. You know, they've just given her the film. Um, we should be getting a dead shot film because... Really? I, well, I hope so. I no. thought Will Smith... I thought Will Smith was good enough, his character, that he deserved his own spin-off. That was a comeback role. I was like, this is the Will Smith I grew up watching as a preteen. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm I, I didn't care him. that much. I don't you know? think
1: any um. of the characters in Suicide Squad are strong enough to have a solo film. Harley Quinn... Is should not have a solo film.
0: If she did, it would be a lot of Harlene Quinn, you know, Doctor as a psychologist. And it, I think it would come Harleen out
2: Quinn, medicine woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what?
1: That is actually a movie I would watch. It's Harleen Quinzel in Arkham, and we see how Joker warps her. I can watch that, but okay. it that is solely dependent on a strong Joker. Yes, and right now. I, w- I'm
0: not excited about that type of movie. Even if even if this is a Harley and Joker movie, I don't know how to feel about it. Ledger was a good guy. I mean, he's been—I know he's been Oscar nominated a number of times. I forget. I, I, don't, think give that, I, just, I don't give a shit about that though. I just—I don't give a—I give a shit how he performs as Joker. But I don't I, give a shit
1: about his past. My
0: point is that even if his Joker performance was good, we wouldn't have known because there was so much on the cutting room floor. Yeah. The guy blew a gasket after that movie got released, like Marty said. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I this is not the movie that I did. So, yeah. and they had asked him, "Are you going to come back as the Joker?" And he, well, I don't really want to think about that right now, you know, because he was pissed and he had all right to be. So, it'll be interesting to well, see I where they know. go. I don't know, I how, don't know much sure about about how much was. right did he actually have. What was he gar- How
1: much screen time was he guaranteed? What was in his contract? You don't know. You know Just because they shoot a bunch of shit, right? I don't know. This is not his I, intellectual property of a character. No, it's not his like, to do anything
0: with, apparently except, to, there was, to except read the script and say his fucking lines. He part of the story. He had all these awesome scenes that were filmed with lots of good acting and emotion and whatnot. We don't know. This is just what Leto's saying.
1: Yeah. Well, I also don't like the way he looks. So
0: Okay, fair enough. Dumb. That you can make. Leland hates me. his face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hate Leland's
1: face. And- no, I, again, this goes back to murder-fucking-Batman. I can I can totally expect uh, accept the way Joker looks and chooses to portray himself and dress given a certain backstory. I can I can live with that if he's supposed to be a younger second iteration of Joker. Like maybe maybe back to the Batman thing. Maybe Batman finally killed the original Joker, and that from then on he started just not caring about killing criminals because he lost because Joker killed that Robin. I'm I'm fine with that, and then this is now a, a, a Joker a JJ. This is Joker Junior, <laughs> right? A younger he just he I don't know. I, you know what I'm saying though, right? I, I can I can accept certain changes with certain backstory information, right? And I and I and I can sit well even if I don't like it if I don't particularly enjoy how something is if there's a reason for it to, to deviate I, I can accept it.
2: So is this just gonna be a movie of juniors? We're gonna have LJ and JJ. <laughs> well, see, that's Are what they're gonna be fighting. DJ? That's what's that's <laughs> Batman Junior. That's what's stupid. Yeah, they can fight Damian Wayne. I'm okay with that.
1: That's what's stupid about Batman versus Superman. Why? Just because you got an old Batman? Why does everybody else got to be the second generation of these characters?
2: Yeah, doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't.
0: I don't mind that it would be some sort of replacement that is not actually. Heath Ledger's Joker. You know, I like the idea that he was the original penultimate you know, he's dead. (laughs) Um, I think it's Icarus. I think if you try to fly close to that Joker, your wings are going to melt before you get there. I just think you can't compete with that iteration.
1: Yeah, it's too highly revered.
0: It's too highly revered. It's considered, I mean, it's basically Heath Ledger's Joker and Darth Vader is considered the best villains in cinematic history. Wow. So he's way up there. Wow. You know, won an Oscar after he died. You know. Yeah, really but he, he didn't
1: win it because he died.
0: No, I think he would have won anyways. Yeah. I really do. Okay. I really do.
2: All right.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You know, do we have anything left here? Are we about ready to wrap this up, boys? I don't
2: think it gets any worse than that film, so it's. Well. <laughs> I'm going to throw out X Men Origins just for x-men oh yeah oh, yes. wolverine, x-men
1: wolverine order yeah i mean yeah. Like, that was bad
0: uh,
2: gonna, hmm. we have deadpool now deadpool is a character where he regenerates and he's mouthy let's take his mouth away <laughs> yeah it's like his oh. defining aspect
0: it's so bad in tw- 2020 retrospective because you had ryan reynolds there he, you, yeah, and he you know how good he can be now yeah.
2: and he wanted it he's like i want this movie i want to be deadpool and
0: then well, they well, just. Oh, yeah, you can be that
2: oh, So we're going to fuck it up for you.
0: You know, it's weird because <laughs> <laughs> what well, you ended up having is you had Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds both go on separate quests to redeem themselves from that movie. Hugh Jackman, I mean, remember that I think it was The Wolverine, was the one in Japan. Yeah. Is that the correct name of that film? Yeah. That was definitely a step up. Oh, a good, that good. that was I love a good That was a good film. Because he wanted movie. to redeem what had happened in Origins. He had it a lot easier. I mean, this was a guy who was already very popular and in, in, in the good grace of yeah. the studio. Ryan Reynolds had to go to the you know back alleys of YouTube and release test yeah, right. footage onto yeah. the internet to get a bunch of people to you know, tell Fox make this or die. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that was out of the train wreck that. X-Men Origins Wolverine was. Even when you say the name, it's pathetic. You know, I'm
1: really glad because I I recall that they were planning to do a bunch of Origins. There was going to be a Magneto mm-hmm. Origins. Gambit.
2: Gambit. Yeah,
1: I'm glad that never came to fruition. Yeah, yeah. Those would have been terrible. It was tainted. I, that, that it would have been a total stain on the legacy, for sure. Better
2: off the way they did it with First Class where you just had like yeah. Fastbender, did a bit of Magneto's Origin. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. But I mean, even those... Movie timelines are clunky as fuck. Every, every yeah. second iteration of X-Men is now a decade into the future so they can catch them up. That doesn't yeah, make any
2: sense. They, they never planned for it originally and it's caused so many continuity problems. Mm-hmm. Like you could have argue that Marvel has a few, but the X-Men franchise is like a big plot hole.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. Do either of you guys know the story and why... Fairly quickly, they you know they went to a younger crew. Was it that people wanted too much money from the original crew? Or? Uh,
2: X-Men 3 was not a, was a, not a critical success. And I think it commercially didn't make as much as they were hoping. Hmm. Uh, so it was quite panned. I think what Singer stepped away from the franchise after number two, and then when uh, Brett Ratner did number three, mm-hmm. yeah. and people were like, oof. So a lot of the, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of the uh, major... Um, original actors didn't want to be involved, but I guess. Then they thought, okay, we'll, we'll skew younger. That was successful. Then let's bring them together. Right. And that was successful.
0: Yeah, it was. It was.
2: Not on all fronts, but I think Well,
0: it was I mean, and if they were trying to save money, they they kind of failed there. I mean, you had Jennifer Lawrence, which became like number one on the e list of Hollywood starlets, so I'm sure A lot of
2: those actors name. became big name actors. Fastbender. Fastbender's huge. Um, McAvoy's McAvoy. big. McAvoy even like nicholas holtz or whatever the guy yeah he's yeah. like he yeah. he's a pretty, fairly well-known actor yeah
0: so they're not saving that much money anymore that's for yeah. sure so anyways boys yeah. I think we've kicked this one to death
2: I here. I think i have disappointed enough. <laughs> yeah, this is a really <laughs> I, long episode.
0: Somber note, but we'll we'll end there. Um, but before we do the formal ending, Leland.
2: Ah, uh, so yes.
1: Okay, true. so uh, you can find our website at ttpodcast.wordpress.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes, uh, any any links you know that we talk about in the show. You'll find them all there. Um, if you want to check out some of my writing, you can go to lelandsteelfiction.wordpress.com. Uh, f- you can find find the our podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Go give us a, give us a review. Give us some ratings. We, we want we want your feedback. We want to know what you guys like, what you don't like, what we can change, what we can improve on. You know the usual. Well, the usual I want to stop
2: you there. You said you guys. You just mean what you guy, right? Like, you guy. So, listen, Damn it. Or girl. <sighs> Or what you identify as.
1: Yes, listener. We want your so, feedback, listener. Whoever please, you are. please. Uh, well, this has been
0: Leo and Steel. And uh, Moby Italio. And <laughs> uh, Marty, thanks. Bye. Thanks, listener. <laughs>